Welcome to episode 536 of Troubadours and Rock-On Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature a wonderful conversation with acclaimed jazz vocalist, composer, and songwriter, Tawanda Susprik Schwakim. We talk with Tawanda from her home in Los Angeles, California, about her family, music at home, getting into jazz, a harp from West Africa, the banjo, storytelling, the way she writes a song, soul, background sounds, allegories, metaphors, being a hippie girl, collective healing through music, how the arts are essential, access to fresh fruits and vegetables, her dad dealing with a civil war in Mozambique, strength and endurance, as well as gratitude, among other things. A beautiful conversation with Tawanda Susprik Joaquim this go-round. We also have an EW poem titled Power Flower. And of course, all of this will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it then. Episode 536 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours. What a little moonlight can do to you. Ooh, 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 
God can do to you. You're in love. Your heart's a flutter and all day long. You only stopped her cause your poor tongue just will not utter the words. I love you. Moonbeam come peeping through You'll get bored You can't resist him And all you'll say when you have kissed him Is ooh-ooh-boo What a little moonlight can do Can do Do-do-do-do Can do Tawanda Susbrich Joachim. Is that you? This is me. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. It's so nice to have you on the program. And uh, before we get started, I'd like to share a little background information with the listeners, if you don't mind. Absolutely. All right. A vibrant mix of cultural heritages that underpin her Every move, Tawanda was raised in the deep south of New Mexico on the border with Texas. She is proudly a first-generation American with a mother from Germany and a father from Mozambique. That fusion of intoxicating backgrounds gave her access to music that many do not experience and which will forever stay in her heart. Family gatherings would feature music from Cuba, the South Pacific Islands, the Middle East, and France. Gaining a Bachelor of Arts degree at Santa Fe University of Art and Design, it was there that she fell in love with the show tunes of George Gershwin, Cole Porter, Irving Berlin, and Oscar Hammerstein. Tawanda won the prestigious 2020 Sarah Vaughan Vocal Jazz Competition. Now based in Los Angeles and with a whole host of performances that have enthralled audiences everywhere, Tawanda has set to soar on the wings of success. It is so nice to have you on Troubadours and Rock On Tours. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, W. And, uh, oh, it's a pleasure. And we're talking with you from, I guess, your place in Los Angeles? Yes, correct. Uh, I, uh, I have some questions here I'd like to delve mm -hmm. right into. I know we have a mutual friend, I believe, or at least associate, Jerry Geddes. He's the gentleman that yeah. told us about you. Oh, Jerry. Yes, he is such a sweetheart. He's such an amazing human and he's such a a supporter and um yeah, he's so he's so responsible for protecting this precious music that we know and love. So he's um he's a wonderful human. I agree. I agree with you. Uh so um tell us a bit more about your background and your rich mix of musical influences. We could just start with your background, your family, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, absolutely. I never get tired talking about my family, so let's jump right in. Um, so I was born to a mother uh, from Germany 
Um, and my father was born in Mozambique in Africa. And it's a long story how they met, but um, essentially they were married in Germany and the next year my mother decided to move to the States and, um, and then a year later I was born. So it's a, it's a beautiful kind of, you know, joining of worlds um, and of cultures. And so all of our friends growing up were from all, all over the country. I mean, all over the world. Um, We had so many different friends from different countries in Africa and um, a lot of different European European friends as well and so I grew up with with music from all over the world from a very early age um I was exposed to to you know so so many different types of music and and they all kind of you know and that that's what we did we gathered we my parents are excellent cooks they would cook we would have gatherings we would have parties where we would all just come together all of the kids and the adults and and we would just eat and we would dance and we would listen to this beautiful music and it was kind of you know woven to the into the tapestry of my life in that way um and so i think after a certain amount of time i just you know you start you start humming you start dancing you start feeling these things in your body when you're when you're when you're a baby and um, my mom noticed that I would start, you know, humming these these songs off of the radio or from television or from the the Disney movies that we watched. And she'd be like, "Wait a minute, how how do you know this melody? You know, it's it's quite complex. It's quite advanced." And I might have been, you know, two or three years old at the time. And so she noticed that I had this kind of, you know, um, I was kind of. It was just. It seemed to be within me. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I I was in choir um, starting in elementary school and then um, into middle school and I was in orchestra. Um, I was in a show choir where we started to really dive into the tunes of Porter Gershwin and Berlin, especially because they made up the the fountain of um of show tunes and um and so I, I started getting really familiar with with that and then only truly started studying vocal jazz in college but before then I, I, I had started writing my own music which was very much in the singer-songwriter kind of vein it was heavily influenced by my my upbringing in the in the choir so it had lots of choral elements I love harmony and um I love the layering of voices that come together and create one voice. That that sense of unity is really um, important to me in my own original music. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I would say started college in 2014. And then I went on to win the Saravon Vocal Jazz Competition in 2020. And I never really thought that I would be pursuing jazz um, to this degree, but I'm so grateful that I stuck with it and chose it um, as my teacher. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I noticed when I was reading your bio that when you were in college, you studied art and well, was that, it was at the art and design college. Did you study, mm-hmm. did you study uh, singing? Did you study music? What, what did you study? I did. Yes. So I, 
I have a uh, bachelor's degree in vocal performance with a minor in, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's actually, so I have a, sorry, bachelor's degree in contemporary music and with a minor in vocal performance. And so that included, you know, we were learning music, musical styles from the Balkans. Um, I was in a Balkan choir. We had African drum ensemble. Um, I was in, you know, a contemporary music choir. Um, and then there was like a jazz, jazz ensemble as well. There was like a country, country and blues ensemble. So it was, it was, it, it quite, it reflected the, the kind of like, you know, um, that, that blend of music that I was, that I was raised with. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that felt really kind of organic for me, but I was also learning other things as well. I, you know, had piano lessons and some some cello lessons some guitar i was learning for a while this instrument called the kora it's kind of like a harp from west africa um it's a really a spiritual beautiful instrument and um so yeah it was kind of focused on voice but i was also dabbling in other instruments as well you know, you just reminded me of something that I found out recently that I, I, I didn't know and I was surprised when you said a harp from West Africa. Uh, mm. The banjo is from West Africa, I came to understand. Is it, it really? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Me either. Uh, you know, and I thought maybe that it's a variation of the harp that you, you mentioned. Uh, of some, I'm not sure, but something to look into. Uh, oh. isn't that cool? I mean, when you think, the coolest thing I've ever heard. When it you think, sense. it does. When you think yeah. about the music here in the United States, I mean, you have a blend of exactly what makes up the music in the United States. You know, the continent of Europe and the continent of Africa, right? Mm -hmm. The music that comes from those continents intermingled here, along with the uniqueness of the United States, and that's where you know all of our great stuff comes from. Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, when you when you look at this rich mix of of musical influences, and you and you start creating your own tunes, I mean, it sounds to me like you definitely respect, love, and want to be uh, uh, an ambassador of of the American Songbook for sure. You want to bring mm -hmm. that and share that, but you have your own material, your own artistic. Uh, endeavors and impulses that you want to cultivate. Um, what's how is there a way? I mean, is it jazz always? Is it is it uh, something a bit different? A, a melding of different styles? Absolutely. I it's it's um just like with many other things in my life, I want it to reflect where I come from. And um, the thing about singing, you know, American jazz music is that. I, you know, if, if I hadn't been born here, I wouldn't be American. And so singing this music is really, it's special to me and it's a treasure. But I also, you know, I have such a, a respect for my heritage and a deep love for where my parents are from. And it it, it almost, you know, it, it transcends the world of jazz, but it is still jazz because jazz is so, it's so much about storytelling. It's so much about improvisation. And that's something that, you know, it really crosses any genre and it really it's it's not, you know, it's not just relegated to jazz as a genre. I think jazz is so much more than that, actually. It's it's kind of a way of life. So 
I, I kind of, you know, my own music, I want it to be somewhere in the cracks between if we have to use genres, which sometimes I don't really, I don't really like <laughs> having to label things. Um, it's more just how something feels um, and how something sounds and the feelings that it evokes. But I think, um, you know, for explanation's sake, my own music would fall in the cracks between jazz and neo soul and um maybe it would have choral influences maybe there's a choir in the background maybe there is maybe there's like a a four-piece you know kind of orchestra sound um maybe there is you know there are some interesting there's a resonance in the bass that is akin to electronic music you know it's kind of like a blend of um a lot of different things so but the things that I have learned from jazz are the things that would be most important to me in my music, which is how you tell a story, how you bring bring someone or bring an audience into, you know, the the song, how you share these feelings with them, how do you strike a resonant chord within everyone where everyone's like, oh, I know, I know this, I know this feeling, or I've you know, when you're painting a scene of a, of a popular jazz standard, like, you know, Round Midnight, for example, you're, we're personifying this, this sadness that someone feels and how it always comes in around midnight. And that's something that, you know, everyone can relate to. Mm-hmm. I, it's such a joy having younger people at my shows, for example, when I'm singing this music and they're like, Oh my God! I don't often come to jazz shows, but I I felt this. I I I feel this, and I understand it. And it was just so wonderful to sit here and listen to this because um, whether you listen to jazz every day or not, everyone can resonate. It's for everyone. It's about everyone. So that's what I really want to to bring in in my music as well as like anyone, regardless of you know age or gender or however you know whoever you are or color everyone can listen to this music and everyone can resonate with it. And it has a lot of, you know, it has maybe the best of, of the best influences or sounds or timbres of every genre. Um, and they are being, you know, used to paint this picture and create an atmosphere. And so it's kind of, you know, because I'm, I'm barely getting into it now. It is very ambitious. I will say that, you know, I think when people are starting out, they're often, you know, like they're sticking with the style uh, quite, you know, they're like, this is my style, I'm sticking with it. But I don't worry about, you know, maybe my original music, you know, how well it's received. I'm just feeling like it's the time to, 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 you know, it's time for me to sing my own songs too. I have so many words that, and so many stories, so many experiences that I have. Um, and I've been so, you know, impacted by by jazz and the way that they tell their stories that I feel like I'm ready to I'm ready to to share to bear my soul, you know, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderfully said. And I, you know, I'm hearing all these beautiful sounds in the background at your place. And I have a couple back. My dog was just barking. You know, people that are listening, they're hearing my dog bark, and I, I hear birds in the background at your place. <laughs> Good. It's kind of yeah. neat. It is neat. It's a symphony of life. <laughs> it is. And you're on one coast, I'm on the other. Right. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah. let, me, let me ask you about your lyrics. You know, what, 
what kind of lyrics and what are the themes uh, of your of your tunes? It's really um, I'm thank you for asking. I love that. Um, I actually have noticed that I use a lot of kind of allegories and metaphors uh, to nature. I'm like, sorry, there's this big helicopter passing overhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll give it just a moment. Okay, great. I am, um, I'm a big kind of, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a hippie girl. I got that from my mama. She's, she's a, she's a big, big hippie girl. So nature is incredibly important to me. I feel very off center when I'm not, you know, spending time in nature. And, um, but from that time, it's kind of given me a whole, a whole like reservoir of how to describe and look at life in the way of nature, which is very slow, very patient. And it's in these very small ephemeral moments that are, you know, impacted by, you know, the placement of the sun in the sky or whether there's a breeze or, you know, the location that you're in, what are you smelling? What are you, what are you feeling? What are you touching? Are you by the ocean? Do you smell the salt? Do you feel it on your face? You know, it's like, there are so many different experiences that you, then can learn how to kind of challenge those feelings into words, which has been so much fun. So I oftentimes write about, um, you know, those those small those small moments. I, I journal when I'm out in nature, and then sometimes I take it back into you know one into my bedroom, and I'll write a song about it. And it's so it's kind of fun to like just capture those moments, and mm. then maybe I'll. I'll refer to them like, you know, like the love that I feel from this person or the warmth that I feel. It's just like, you know, it's just like the sun that was shining on me the other day when I was, you know, in so-and-so area. And so you can already hear in what I just said, how it's really kind of like a jazz, like jazz. For sure. Jazz is always doing that. It's always saying, it's always relating the, the emotions that it experiences from something to, to like an everyday kind of, you know, experience, if that makes sense. I really love, I really love that. It totally um, makes sense. Totally. And you, yeah. you know, they're different. Some of the, the standards that we both know, like uh, uh, April in Paris, right? Something mm -hmm. beautiful like that. And then something troubling like strange fruit, uh, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. dealing with some real issues and some simple emotions some complicated struggles, all in several verses, and and accompanied by this magical, uh, inspiring musical you know arrangement. It's just it's an amazing mm -hmm. journey you could you could be on when when you're when you connect with a, with a great set of artists, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's so cool too because you know I feel like jazz composers and jazz musicians are so good about um, you know you can really feel the lyrics in the melody. Mm -hmm. So if, whether it's being sung or not, you can, you can, you know, what's happening because mm -hmm. of how they have painted the picture in the chords or in the melody, which is something that I'm like, I am paying very close attention to when I'm writing my own music. Um, and I just think it's, anyway, it's so brilliant, but yeah, I, I also, you know, I also, and in my own music, I'm just excited to to kind of, you know, 
when we're writing lyrics, when I'm writing lyrics, it doesn't have to be so complicated. It can actually be, it can be so simple. Like I don't have to, you know, when I'm writing music is like one of the only times I can kind of still my brain, which is naturally very, you know, I like to analyze things. I like to think a lot. I'm a very philosophical person and it sometimes gets me into trouble because <laughs> I'm constantly just like thinking, thinking, thinking. But when I'm writing, I'm finally able to just like slow it down to a moment, slow it down to a simple, you know, four words, four lines. And um, it's kind of like I can, I just, I can channel it in a, in a better way. So I'm, I'm really excited to share that with everyone. Well, it's very healthy, yeah, too, you know. So, yeah, thank you. Keep sharing that to Wanda. And I, I want to ask you about something I read regarding, you know, your interests, uh, collective healing. You know, I, yeah. th I think you're kind of getting into that right now. You want to discuss how music could cultivate, could inspire collective healing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's because it's done that for me. And I think it, it I mean, it does that for, for everyone. That's why we love it so much. But um, yeah, you know, I, I just feel I had for a while, especially, you know, around the time of COVID, I was like, how can I be used? How can I be used in this world in a way to affect greater change? Because the things that I'm seeing, it's like, we all need, we, we all need you know, in a time that was so isolating and in times that continue to be very isolating, where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of uncertainty about our future. We don't know who we can trust. We, can we trust the government? Can we trust our friend? You know, like it's it's this crazy time to be alive right now. And I think the, the you know, part of the solution is going to be this coming together. And I think there's no greater thing that we come together for than music. Um, it's a way that people can connect without feeling the pressure of having to even like look at each other or touch each other. Like we can just sit around and we can just listen. That's so beautiful to me. Um, and so I feel like, I feel like it's going to be instrumental and it is already instrumental in collective healing. Um, and for a while there, I was like, should I go back to school and become some sort of therapist or something? And then I realized, you know, I'm, I'm kind of am already exactly. yeah. when I'm performing and I'm, yeah, I, I just, with the amount of people that come up to me, you know, after the shows, and it's not even about the amount of people, but it's more just what they say. Like I had someone the other day come up to me and she's like, I'm so glad I'm here. I, I'm just learning to walk again. I was diagnosed a little while ago with a severe nerve, um, you know, nerve damage and I wasn't able to walk. And so this is one of my first outings out. I'm so happy to be here and to be listening to this music. And, and it's just, you know, the community of music, especially around jazz, I think it's just positive vibes and it's just so beautiful. Um, so, you know, will I still go back to school at some point in the future? Probably, but I'm grateful to say that I am seeing the, the medicine in the work. Um, and I'm really grateful for that opportunity. Yeah, and I think it's probably safe to say, uh, you know, you feel you're helping uh, whomever is involved feel better and connect. And you're also obviously helping yourself at the same time. It's healing exactly. for you, right? Absolutely. And when you look at I might I mean, you, you mentioned your mom was a bit of a hippie. You're a bit of a hippie. I, my wife and I, we're, we're, we're kind of that way too. And <laughs> just this morning we were discussing – 
the the former president. I don't even like saying his name. It starts with a T. It ends, uh, you know, it's it rhymes with dump. Uh, yep. <laughs> he, I, we're we're looking at what he was saying to the U.S. women's soccer team and how ugly he he is, and and what he try what he what he puts out into our society, how ugly it is, and that that's just one example, right? Of what right. we're dealing with, oftentimes there are people who are sick, and then yeah. they spread that sickness. And you have to have compassion. You don't have. You don't want to hate, but at the same time, you can't just let it, let their influence be unmatched or or un. Um, I don't know. Address. Not, you have to address it's it. So right. No. You. The, absolutely. Like there has to be a level of accountability, and in some cases, you know they've asked us to fight for our survival. Like, it's not just a question of, oh, this person has, you know, a silly little thought that it's a little ignorant. Like, no, like, this is people's lives or death for some people. So, um, you know, my thing is always to lead with love. But, you know, that man who is, you know, the, the dump dump man, <laughs> um, he really, like, awakened this kind of, you know, that that same ignorant, uh, you know, racist brazenness that he brought into the world, he awoke that in so many different parts of our country. And it made me feel like I have to learn to, to protect myself just in case things, you know, go down. And I think I'm always trying to leave her in place of love. And I do, I never condone violence, but protecting oneself and protecting the, the people you love in your life and protecting your community, protecting, um, you know, tradition, you know, um, it, it, in terms of like, you know, musical tradition is very important um, and protecting culture. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but the antithesis to all of that is it's love, it's mm. compassion. And um, I feel like that, you know, it's it's a lifelong journey of learning what exactly that means and it doesn't mean that it's always easy but i hope that um that i you know can continue to align myself with those values but i'm so grateful that this this community um that i'm in this this musical community that i'm in uh, whether it's here in la or over there in new york it's all centered around love and i i feel so just so grateful to be a part of that community yeah 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 i i i hear you i hear you and um the arts generally music and all art is is a, a source of of power uh yes. for for us as as a as a people yes and, we, and yeah thank you thank you for for hearing that because oftentimes we we minimize art we say oh you know that's just a novelty thing no it's essential <laughs> it is essential absolutely and i know i you know again i was reading up a little bit uh about you and and i know how important fundamental rights human rights are to you i don't know if you want to get into that a bit we have some time if you want to talk about why universal education access to clean water, sustainable economic, all that stuff. Why is it, why do you think it's so important for us? Um, I think there is like, you know, for some reason there's an active agenda and this might sound a, sound a little bit like a conspiracy theory, but um, I think like it's becoming more and more true that it's not like, you know, 
access to higher education in this country, it they should be ashamed that it costs so much. Mm-hmm. Like I am twenty four thousand dollars in student loan debt for four years. That's not even a lot. No, like, that's not. People, you know, there. I mean, it's like it's it's crazy, and, and so many things in this country, especially as a business. So that means that as you get older. Um, if you don't have the money, you'll have less and less access to these things. And so I just feel like it, it makes me realize what a, you know, that, that those things really are human rights that we should all have access to, to clean water, to clean air, to education, um, to, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables that are actually, you know, that are organic, that actually nourish us. I can't imagine, you know, I, I feel so, so blessed sometimes to live in a place like LA where I have access to, you know, to nourishing food, but there are people living in food deserts who they can only afford what's down at the corner store. And that stuff hasn't even been, you know, it's just, it's just chemicals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is just, everything seems to be all backwards. The older I get, the more I know that the less I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and the, and the, and I don't, I don't understand. Um, but I feel like, you know, that should be the cornerstone of, uh, of, of everything moving forward is just that, you know, no matter who anyone is, we all deserve to have, you know, to be healthy. And I think health is so many different things. It's, it's like we said, it's like the food we eat, but it's also the ideas that we, the, the ideas that we have access to. It's the, the inner work that we're able to do it's the it's the therapy it's the you know it's i think i said education already but yeah it's 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 everything um and so you know i feel like that might be a utopian kind of idea i'm not sure that you know i keep saying they but it's just like it doesn't seem like they want us to be are healthiest because I think we're easier to control and we're easier in terms of a business model to feed into other people getting like more money or more resources than if we are healthy and we're thinking we're thinking at our best and we have enough sleep and we're not working as much and we feel relaxed and we you know so um yeah I don't know I'm really like trying to find ways in my life in which I can can help contribute to a, a community that is striving for those same values and goals. Um, Cause it, it doesn't always look like the future is, you know, is bright, but I think what we can control is our reaction to things and we can control, you know, you know, what we do for our family, what we do for our friends. Um, and like, even like the radio, for example, like this is a public thing. This is for the people. This is, you know, it's it's for anyone it's for everyone everyone has access to this which i think is so beautiful so i think if we if if more if we if if you know if everyone had access to more things and then there was the education surrounding it like this is how you take care of this this is how you preserve this this is how you make sure that this is going to be accessible for generations to come it's not just that we're pilfering these resources and it's going to be dead within the next couple of years. Like I've just been thinking a lot about climate change and the environment mm-hmm. and how, you know, it's not looking like, um, 
you know, the select few who are mostly responsible for climate change, they are not interested in reversing it. It actually works in their favor if things go awry. They're actually, you know, they're banking on it um, and they're making investments for when, you know, the sea levels start rising and we can't, you know, we can't fish anymore. There's all this plastic in the ocean, all that. Sorry. I've just been. No, <laughs> I, 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 you're, you're preaching to the <laughs> choir. <laughs> to one, you know, yeah, you know, and I really, and I, I love it. Things. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I know we're all a part of the problem because we all drive cars. We all, you know, contribute in some way or another to maybe like fast fashion or whatever, but we, we have to do the best with the the choices that we do have. And I think as long as we feel confident in that, um, and as long as we feel like, you know, we are, whether you're planning on having kids or not, just, you know, preserving, just preserving the, 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 I don't know, the, how would I say this even? I guess it's, it's it's nature to me. Nature to me is like love, and mm. um, so I feel like as long as we feel like we are contributing to solutions for for generations to come, then I think we're we're going to be just fine. We're going to be all right. Um, Don't you yeah. think we get lost? That's what it is. I mean, when when you're born as a human being. I think you got everything you need, you know, you just need knowledge, but you have, you know, the basic, uh, pure setup of a, of a solid, loving, you know, person capable of, of love. Uh, and, and then you, as time goes on, you get thrown into this system that's very complicated and designed in a way that you, you lose it to a certain extent, unless you're really are fortunate and you have you know you you have a lot of support and and you have mm -hmm. a good constitution it's so easy to get to to get lost in in all of the uh, the stuff you were just talking about uh Absolutely. misdirected and before you know it you're 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 stuck in a situation that you can't you can't get out of or you've forgotten what what you believed in it happens mm -hmm. to and i mean but still a good person somewhere in there but just sort of almost almost uh, like a zombie yeah Absolutely. It's, 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 it's been, you know, I can't wait to speak more about this part of my life. Um, but I just, the last thing I want to say to wrap up that point is, you know, my dad, he grew up in Mozambique, which was at the time that he moved to Germany, they were going through a civil war. So he's had to endure things that, you know, most regular people, especially here in the States, couldn't even imagine. Um, and, he moved here on the premise that so many immigrants do of leading a better life and for, you know, being able to make enough money to send to his family um, back in the village. And, and to speak to him now about those dreams, you know, he is still so optimistic despite everything that he has been through, despite the inequalities that have been present here that we're almost waiting for him. It's like he was, he was, he was looking forward to this American dream and he got here and it was like, you know, it was, it was kind of the opposite. It was, it's like you work, you work, you work, and then you're still working and then you're away from your family. And then you're, you know, you're basically kind of like a, a slave to this capitalistic system. But the, the hope that he still has that we will, you know, we will persevere and we will thrive and the positivity that he still chooses to leave every life with. He might be like definitely more jaded 
than you know by this dream than he was when he first got here and and we're really excited to go to go back to to Mozambique and actually see what we can get started there as well but I'll just never forget you know that it's it's just you know that that dream that brings us here and and then we kind of snap into this reality of like oh this might have this might not you know <laughs> this might have just been something that was you know kind of almost given to us to make us work uh... work harder but it's not necessarily you know work doesn't necessarily guarantee that you are going to to make it big it's I, like it's so many other factors you know oh for sure like, for sure yeah, yeah. your position where you you know and, and the opportunity the access yeah uh, and are you saying it's the capitalistic dream is sort of like a uh or a dream of freedom that you hear mm -hmm. about when you're an immigrant uh where, where the your, your society is not so stable is a carrot on a, on a stick in a way to keep us just uh drones in the hive it, you know, it really, it really, I think it depends. It depends on every person's situation. It depends on also like your inner, your inner belief in this dream and, and also like the education that you have in order to make all this work. You know, business is a, it's a whole different ball game. Like, I, I feel like I still have so much to learn about, you know, even taxes and, and how all those things work. And I'm, I'm kind of shocked that we they didn't dive more into that in school, like actual business classes. I right. think that would have done so many of us so much more good than learning like the angles of a triangle for three years straight, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, I just feel like um, it's it's not easy. But I, I just, you know, to round all of that out, I will say that I am made of the fortitude and the strength of my parents. And I'm so grateful for that even if things in life as they often don't you know they don't always look the way you want them to but i just i'm i'm, I'm really working on the gratitude the gratitude because i think that that's that's what's kept me afloat during some of the darkest times of my life is just being like you know i'm i'm made of this flesh of my mom and i have my dad's strength and endurance and i feel just grateful at the very least if nothing else happens that um that there is that 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 love and that strength so yeah <laughs> i love it i love it Tawanda. very very nicely said and just uh, I, i'd like to add something to it then we'll move on we're almost out of time this has gone so quickly here on yeah. jubiters and rock on doors uh, yeah. talking with you today um you know, I think some, my my uh, parents are immigrants uh, as well. You know, I'm first generation Italian American, and I'm from poor villages in southern Italy. And when when uh, my father came over, you know, he was always of the uh, impression uh, that he was going to have an opportunity to to make it rich, you know, and mm -hmm. and that things would be uh, so there'd be access to so many great you know, opportunities. And when he got here, he had to work hard. He worked hard his whole life, and there was a lot of. And he, he was a good worker because he didn't take things for granted. You know, he he, he had a a drive. You know, all immigrants do, and um, more so, I think, than people that are that have been here for generations. Generally, and generalization there, I know. Uh, and but but what happened once he starts getting successful? The people that have been here for years, 
they would they would get jealous in a way and say, "Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. You, you know, mm-hmm. you think you're better or something? You've yeah. only been here a little while, and not, you own your own house, and you own, and you have a, a, a nice car. You, don't forget that you're not as maybe American as I am. It's exactly. A, there you go. Yeah, there you go. And I, I remember talking with him about that and how it really it it, it was it was sort of sad to him that 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 was the response he thought people would be happy that he's there working hard you know mm-hmm. uh, it's a and i'm sure you know you can relate to a certain extent absolutely i just feel like you know they don't tell you that there there aren't they they don't want there to be enough resources for everyone they don't want that they 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 want you know they want to hoard it all for themselves. And that's why we're experiencing so much instability in our, you know, there are people living on the street here. There are families living on the street here. And then on the other side of town, you have, you know, the biggest mansions in California. So where, you know, what, what's, what's going on? What's, what's, what's really going on? (laughs) What's going on. And most of us, are pretty much in the same boat and yet where most of us there's a there's a divide many divides mm-hmm. which serves we keep referring to they to them this the, the mm-hmm. one the one percent or let's say the ten percent even that have a lot have, the rest of us share the rest and uh yet we're easily manipulated to fight among ourselves when we should be working together absolutely for justice yeah. right and yes. again the arts and artists do that. We're going to bring it full circle because uh, in, in a weird way, artists, they're rebels and they can't help themselves. They got to speak these things. They got to share these feelings and these ideas. And that stirs it up in other people. And that, that sustains us. That's why it's essential to me. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, you, you, remi- you remember that you have a soul and that other people have a soul because it's yeah. clicked on. And then you start hearing through maybe a, a great film or a, a poignant uh, story, different uh, th- themes of life, the eternal questions that, that other people you find are dealing with just as you are. And that makes you more enlightened uh, and you're not lost as much in that, in that maze of capitalism. So the arts and what you're doing, so beneficial and so important, and I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And we appreciate, we appreciate you so much <laughs> and everything you've done as well wow. yeah everything pleasure it's a pleasure now how about a couple of upcoming things that you want to share or a website if people want to connect to see what you're doing Tawanda yeah absolutely so my website is tawandamusic.com um, we're in the midst of updating it and um, I'll ha- have my shows there listed as well but I'm mostly active on Instagram um, as you know as we we are and we have to be. Um, I'll be starting a TikTok soon and doing that whole rigmarole. But um, Instagram's a great way to keep in touch with me, um, kind of see a little bit more into my personal life and my other in- interests as well. I have a couple shows here coming up, um, and I'll be doing um, a jazz festival here in September. It'll be on September 15th in collaboration with Resonance Records. They produced my first album smile um i just released uh well you know Yvonne lynn's just released an album through resonance records it features jane monheit and diane reeves and yours truly i'm so grateful to be a part of that project 
And um, I'm working currently on writing my own music. Um, I've been in the studio quite often during the past couple of months um, where we're getting songs together. And I'm also looking forward to collaborating with other artists in my community, you know, whether it be like hip hoppers or um, maybe diving into house music, which is another um, great, uh, you know, contribution from black people. So I have um, a lot of different things in the works and I'm really excited to, to share them all with you. So Instagram is great. Um, please, please don't hesitate to, to, to reach out. Um, if you're in the area, I do a lot of shows here in Los, Los Angeles. And of course I'm hoping to be back in New York as soon as possible. There's, I have so many friends there that I'd love to collaborate with as well. And the cult, the, the, the culture around jazz in New York is just, mm, I mean, amazing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's, 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 yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure meeting you, a pleasure talking with you. Th thank you for taking some time out to be uh, on Troubadours and Rock on Tours. And when you are in New York, I, I love to come and see a show. Oh, yeah. You'll be the first to get an invite. Thank oh, you. <laughs> oh, so nice of you. Thank you. Well, uh, enjoy the, the rest of the summer and uh, we'll, we'll cross paths again, I'm sure. Take care of yourself. Thank you, EW. I appreciate you. Ciao. Ciao. is aching Smile even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky you'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow See the sun come shining through for you. Light up your face with gladness. Hide every trace of sadness. Although a tear may be ever so near, that's the time you must keep on trying. Smile, what's the use of crying? Find that life is still worthwhile if you just smile. I'm all smiles, darling. You'd be too if you. Smiles were for you. I'm all chills, darling, through and through. But my cold hands, darling, warm to the touch of you. Rain hasn't fallen for days now, but rainbows are filling my skies. My heart must have painted those rainbows. My eyes, can't you tell that I'm in love, darling? Deep 
Until she left for Egypt to see an ancient crypt made of gold and filled with silver. She dug it up herself through the power of song. She wrote a map with pages of lyrics that flowed ah naturel on and on. She is no femme fatale, my clear, sweet, smart and beautiful Belvedere. We drink vino and dance close every weekend, so happy and without fear, my Belvedere.
have it. Episode 536 of Troubadours and Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, Tawanda Susbrick Joaquin and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, Tawanda Susbrick Joaquin, Sarah Vaughn, the Count Basie Orchestra, Branford Marsalis, and Terence Blanchard too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care of yourself.